Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Listeners, wherever you are, brothers, sisters, fellow Muslims, and especially the lovers of the Sahaba, that uh, uh, once more again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah keep all of you well. Uh, the topic this morning that I wish to discuss and which the Quran speaks about, وَأَتِمُّ الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ and complete the Hajj and the Umrah for the sake of Allah. So here you find that the Quran speaks about the sake of Allah. And now with our, yeah, especially in uh, this part of uh, the world, uh, Southern Africa, the holidays are coming, the Easter holidays, so-called Easter holidays. And the many people have made preparations to go for some are going on the three haram tours, some are going on just the ordinary Umrah, some are uh, also going right up to Turkey as well. So anyhow, the thing is that a large amount of our people, male, adults and children, school children, all of them will be preparing for this journey of, of Umrah. Alhamdulillah, I'm also going. Uh, my next week, inshallah, I should be sitting, maybe Allah will sitting in, uh, at the airport. So what I want to say is that a, a believer must have a special kind of feeling within him when he's going there. He's not going to any ordinary place. If I say I'm going to Cape Town on holiday or I'm going somewhere else, Mauritius or which other place or so, that means I'm going on a holiday, but this is a very special place that it is the most sacred place on earth. <clears throat> there is no other place that is more sacred than Makkah and then followed that by uh, the city of Medina, the beloved of Allah, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his masjid. So for that you need a kind of a special behavior, a special mentality and you have to be prepared to go. Many people have been and some haven't been. Some are going second, third time. Maybe some are going for the first time or so. That one has to go from here, first of all, with patience. There must be sabr on your journey that when you get there, we find that you land up at the airport. Uh, the, the airport is not at times very, I would say, efficient in a Western way or so, uh, it, it works much slower. Uh, sometimes time gets wasted, two hours, three hours, uh, waiting at the airport or then coming out, and suddenly we find that the, the prospective Mu'atamir or Mu'atamira, they, they suddenly now get angry that uh, why did it take so long or this or that or one, uh, sometimes you find that unfortunately some people tend to land up even with abuse or uh, so this is no good at all a believer is going there there is time he's, uh, there will be uh, delays you you must remember yours is not the only flight that is coming in there are flights coming from all over the world and like this that it will take a little bit of time so be patient and be ready for a little bit of of delay or so and then you come out 
that will be far better than you trying to be in a hurry. And even if you are in a hurry, what are you going to achieve? Must you re- uh, reach Makkah or Medina, one of the two, whichever way you are going? That must you reach so <clears throat> so quickly that you must be there by this time or so. Uh, uh, you have to do your own run, you have to do this, or you, uh, if you get to Medina on, on this time, uh, you'll make it for, the, or the ladies will make it for the ziyarat time or something. I said, no, absolutely nothing. You take it as it comes, you must be calm, cool, and you carry on. Uh, you, you do whatever has to be done. If you are told there's a delay with the bus, there's a delay with the flight, there's delay with this, accept all that and make it part and parcel of your journey. If you are going to do that, that is, that is going, to be, uh, going to be a very pleasant journey rather than one where you are going to have tension and you are going to try and move very fast or do this or do that. We find this sometimes happening. Even from the time people leave from here, from the airport, from even before the airport, I uh, had a strange incident where I had to go for my biometrics. Uh, normally they take your eyes and uh, fingerprints and all that uh, here before you leave, uh, you apply when you apply for your visa. So the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the person in charge of the, the parking at the bottom, uh, the security man, uh, he, when, I, when I was leaving, he stopped me. So he tells me, that Madala, you know, because I'm 74 years old, so old man is referring to Madala. Man, you know, this, this fellow with this red car here or something, he pointed to a car parked outside. It become very abusive towards me, you know. And it was a Muslim car that was going for, uh, for Omrah, and now he had to give all his fingerprints and uh, have those eyes also checked out. So he tells me that, look at this man. There is no parking space here. I told him park there on the road on the side. He becomes abusive to me. I said that is wrong. I'm sorry about it that this man did it because he knew that probably he is belonging to my religion. So I said I'm sorry that this thing has happened. And, you know, I just hope that uh, the other people who come behave themselves. So like this, sometimes you don't get parking in some place. You have to park on the road. Or on the road means that on the pavement outside the building. You know, and uh, this behavior like this. So like this going through uh, going through immigration facilities at the airport also that everybody if everybody has got a ticket, everybody has a boarding pass. Sometimes you find that our people feel that I might get left out or I might get you can't get left out because you have a boarding pass, you have the seat number written on it. Sometimes I know it does happen that they have free seating also, but the, uh, most of the times you have a seat number and it is allotted to you. So this plane can't leave with you. People want to push and and jump the queue and do this and call others to the front and things like this. So all these types of behavior types of behavior must be avoided by the Haji. He must be disciplined and he must not be in a hurry and he must be cool and calm leaving from here and when he lands up there, the same day. Now when you get to, as an example, uh, some of the people will go to Makkah, they will go into Ahram, probably uh, they'll wear the Ahram, especially if they're traveling Saudi, they'll wear the Ahram on the plane or so, and then before 
the plane uh, arrives there, the, uh, at Jeddah, the captain usually announces that uh, you are coming near the Mikat or uh, you all those going to Mecca. Uh, he will say that in English that all those going to Mecca uh, make your intention also, and that is before the plane lands there at Jeddah. So like this, you will now go into a haram. And when you go into a haram again, now a haram ties you up also, that you your behavior must be absolutely good and correct and there must be nothing that it must be un-Islamic or unethical. So like this, uh, you will wear your ihram there and then of course you'll arrive, you'll wait some while and uh, you'll, your transport, your agent must have done some arrangements for your transport and from there you will go to Makkah as an example and you once you have rested and you are ready for your Umrah, your, your tawaf and your say, then you will come into the Haram Sharif. The Haram Sharif will not be empty. There will be plenty of people. You will get that type of pushing also because you must remember the bulk of the Muslims that come are, come from third world countries. There is no such a thing as uh, excuse me or sorry or something like this. You see many of these people, All my during all my travels, I have found that, that sorry or something like that, nothing of that sort. You might be pushed around, somebody might tread on your toe, and if he treads on your toe, don't you tread on his toe, or give him a dirty look, or tell him why are you doing this, because there are so many people, and people are pushing and getting in uh, to come in and make, make their tawaf, or at the say or so. So like this, uh, the behavior, this is very important for those people who are going for Umrah and for Hajj as well that you must be, you must have an excellent, there are other nationalities also that I've come across uh, who are extremely helpful, extremely courteous, although they might not, uh, they, from some Arab country or even from some Indian or Pakistani country, you find that they're extremely courteous, helpful and all this. And like this, we also must be helpful to others if somebody is there old, uh, can we give them a hand? Do they need water? And like the service to others, not only, no, I must make, a, they must look after themselves or they must do this or they must do that. You find sometimes somebody old has been left behind or something. So like this, if you do something like that, probably I feel that you might get a greater reward than the Umrah itself also. So like this, let us not regard any good deed as a petty thing that, you know, ignore this one. Or don't give somebody sit down, do you want water? Can I bring you some zamzam here? Because there's all zamzam around the haram in the mataf. So like this, there must be the spirit of brotherhood, the spirit of service. That is the biggest thing, whether it be Umrah or whether it be Hajj, the spirit of service. And that is beginning to lack because people then say, no, uh, they came with the agent, the agent must do this or the agent. Don't pass anything on to the agent if you... Uh, now faced with a situation, see that that situation, you grab that situation and take it and, and you use it to your benefit. Remember that we don't see uh, a reward. Reward is not seeable. It's not like money that, yeah, they'll pay you 50 rial or 100 rial and you see the rial note, one green note or red note or whatever the color of the note is, that you'll see that here the rewards are multiplied abundantly. So like this, spend your time well. Don't spend your time sitting in the hotel lobbies 
and sometimes some, uh, especially now, well, many places they've now banned uh, smoking or so. And in fact, yeah, also you'll still find people go out and smoke somewhere in the corridor or somewhere else outside. If there are any people like that, also please see that you try and kick this habit because it is it it isn't a pleasant habit at all. I'm not a smoker at all, so and I don't like uh, I, nobody. Most people don't like the smell of tobacco also. So like this, let us see that we spend our time fruitfully and when we come back also, that we come back, we come back and we, our, uh, our behavior must be right. Yeah, also on petty things on arrival, somebody's zamzam never came or they never loaded it on. The gentleman there quietly took somebody else's zamzam and he pushed off on his trolley. Now, I mean, how can you do this? You have done it's such a noble deed, yes. You've made tawaf, you've gone, you've cried and made dua to Allah, you've gone to Asafa, you've gone to Marwa, you went to Masjid Nabawi, you you probably visited Ohad, you visited Koba, you visited all these places, the cemetery of, uh, of Medina. So, Baki, and like this, you you come and you have brought all this in you and suddenly you want to walk off with somebody else's zamzam. That is absolutely, absolutely incorrect. So like this on the plane also with others, uh, let us be friendly, let us be helpful and this, that. So this is this is one of the good akhlaq of a Muslim that he will do the good akhlaq, especially of a pilgrim. And because here... Uh, uh, good deeds are multiplied. They are not like ordinary, like if I do a good deed here in Indonesia or somewhere else or Johannesburg or somewhere and I do something and a good deed and a good deed done in Makkah, that is uh, increased many fold. Thousands of times you find that each good deeds are, are, are increased. So brothers and sisters, whoever you are going, that see that you and don't try, especially among the ladies also, don't try and do yourself, uh, 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 don't try and, uh, in your race with others with a more fancy abaya. And like this, people want to have this and you want to wear the special this or so that nobody must look like me or so. A simple black uh, uh, abaya, which uh, bulk of the Muslim countries the ladies wear or anything like that. That is a simple abaya. You don't have to buy a very expensive designer type of thing. So, like this, brothers and sisters, let us go to this holy city. Let us let us let us reform ourselves, reform our behavior, and that behavior must be a follow-up to our return from here. That look, this person went for Umrah. See now, he's so helpful. He's so smiley. He's so this or she is like this and she's like that. This person genuinely, the effects of the Umrah has come on them. So, like this, these are the few. A uh, few uh, uh, nasiha or a few advices that I give to all those people going for Umrah and that what they should do. If you have a good book on Umrah, uh, sorry, I'm not uh, doing any advert- advertisements here, but my, the best book on Umrah in English is mine. Uh, you'll, you'll find it somewhere in many of the, uh, the books. It will, it will be of helpful to, to you and it will be helpful to anybody else also. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.